0: Hello, I welcome you to this first episode and we will be discussing an overview of the process of transcription. So what is transcription? It is synthesis of an RNA chain from DNA molecule. Transcription is a primary step in the information flow in a cell from DNA to protein. As we know, According to the central dogma of molecular biology, information flows from DNA to RNA to protein. The process of making RNA from DNA is known as transcription, and this is the primary or the first step in this information flow. Let us first compare transcription with replication. We know In both processes, a new oligonucleotide strand is synthesized which is complementary to the template strand. But there are important differences between the two. Let us see what these differences are. First, if we see replication, the new strand is synthesized from deoxyribonucleotides while as ribonucleotides are used in transcription. In replication, both strands serve as template for synthesis of new strands while as in transcription only one strand serves as a template. Again, if we see DNA replicating enzymes that is DNA polymerases, they need a primer while as RNA trans- while as transcription enzymes do not need a primer. If we talk about the accuracy of the two processes Although transcription is accurate but not as accurate as replication and this is obvious as RNA is transient or a short-lived molecule. Then again if we see transcription copy is only a certain portion of a genome, a particular gene is transcribed or a set of genes is transcribed but in replication whole genome is copied. So in transcription, a transcript is made from DNA. So the two strands of the DNA are classified into coding and the non-coding strands. So let us see what is coding strand and what is non-coding strand. First, let us talk about the coding strand. Coding strand is the DNA strand whose base sequence is identical to the base sequence of the RNA transcript. Identical because it is same as that of the RNA, but only T is replaced by U in RNA. It is polarity. It is in 5' to 3' direction. This strand is also known as positive strand, sense strand, or the non-template strand. Now, let us talk about the non-coding strand. So, non-coding strand is the strand whose base sequence is complementary to the RNA transcript produced. That is, the RNA transcript produced and this strand of DNA they are complementary to each other. It runs in three prime to five prime direction. This is also known as negative strand, antisense strand, or the template strand. So. <sighs> we have plus strand coding strand and strand non-template strand it means the strand of the dna whose sequence is same or identical to the rna while as template strand antisense strand non-coding strand or the minus strand is that strand whose sequence is complementary to the rna produced. thank you Here today, we will be discussing about the transcription enzymes. So enzymes catalyzing transcription are known as RNA polymerases, RNA pol, or RNA-P. RNA polymerases perform same function in every cell, from bacteria to humans. That is, these catalyze the synthesis of RNA. RNA polymerase from bacteria to humans are made up of several subunits, although with exception of some phages which encode a single subunit enzyme. Now, first, let us talk about bacterial RNA polymerase. Bacteria have only a single RNA polymerase which transcribes all the genes or all types of RNA. Bacterial core enzyme. Bacterial RNA polymerase core enzyme consists of two copies of alpha subunit and a copy each of beta and beta prime with omega subunit. So, core enzyme has five subunits. That is alpha 2, beta beta prime and omega. The complete enzyme or the hollow enzyme is, co, is core enzyme plus the sigma unit or sigma factor having overall six subunits that is 2 alpha, beta, beta prime, omega and sigma. So core enzyme plus sigma factor forms the hollow enzyme The two alpha subunits help in enzyme assembly, interactions with DNA, and can bind some activators. The catalytic center of the bacterial RNA polymerase is formed by beta and beta prime subunits. These also bind some antibiotics. The sigma subunit gives RNA polymerase promoter specificity and is needed for initiation. This means hollow enzyme initiates transcription from promoter only, while as core enzyme can initiate transcription from any point if used in in vitro studies. Let us talk about the sigma factor of bacterial RNA polymerase. In E. coli, the predominant sigma factor is known as sigma 70. Since it has a molecular weight of 70 kilodaltons, that is why it is sigma 70. There are other sigma factors also, which are expressed under different conditions, which bind to different promoters. For example, sigma 32 is expressed during heat shock, sigma 54 is expressed if cell is nitrogen starved, or sigma 28 which is used to express flagellar genes thus use of alternate sigma factor has a role in controlling gene expression or has a role in gene regulation now let us talk about eukaryotic RNA polymerases All eukaryotes have at least three different RNA polymerases, each catalyzing the synthesis of a different type of RNA. These are RNA polymerase 1, RNA polymerase 2, and RNA polymerase 3. Plants have additional two, that is RNA polymerase 4 and RNA polymerase 5. Eukaryotic polymerases, they are multi-subunit enzymes. First, let us talk about eukaryotic polymerase 1. Eukaryotic polymerase 1 or RNEP1 is located in the nucleolus and it is responsible for the transcription of 28S rRNA, 18S rRNA and 5.8S rRNA genes. And this enzyme, that is RNA-POL1, it is insensitive to alpha-amanitene, which is a deadly poison produced by some mushrooms. So this poison does not have any effect on RNA-POL1. Now, let us talk about RNA-POL2. RNA-POL2 is located in nucleoplasm and is responsible for the transcription of Protein coding genes, that is for transcription of pre-mRNAs, genes for small nuclear RNAs, SNRNAs, except U6-SNRNA. It also transcribes small nuclear RNAs and microRNAs. And this polymerase, that is RNA polymerase 2, is highly sensitive to alpha-amyanatine. It is inhibited human at a concentration of 1 microgram of alpha MNT now let us talk about rna polymerase 3 rna polymerase 3 is also located in nucleoplasm and it transcribes genes for trna 5s rRNA, u6 small nuclear rna and 7s rna which is associated with the signal recognition particle And this RNA polymerase-3 is moderately sensitive to alpha-amyanatine. That is, it is inhibited at a slightly higher concentration of alpha-amyanatine. Now, let us talk about RNA polymerase-4 and 5. These polymerases, they are found in the plants. RNA polymerase-4 is an enzyme that synthesizes small interfering RNA which is responsible responsible for silencing gene expression. RNA polymerase-5, it is again plant specific RNA polymerase found in the nucleus. Together with RNA-POL-4, it is required for normal function and biogenesis of small interfering RNA. Polymerase-5 is involved in SINA RNA-directed DNA methylation, which again leads to heterochromatic silencing. Let's compare bacterial RNA polymerase with the eukaryotic RNA polymerases. <clears throat> if we talk about the bacterial RNA polymerase, we have a single enzyme which transcribes all the genes. While as in eukaryotes, we have at least three types of RNA polymerase, each catalyzing synthesis of different type of RNA. Bacterial core enzyme, it has got five or s- five subunits. While as eukaryotic RNA polymerases, they are multi-subunit, having from 10 to 20 subunits. Bacterial DNA polymerase, it requires only one initiation factor known as sigma factor. While as eukaryotic RNA polymerase need several initiation factors, which are known as general transcription factors bacterial DNA poly- RNA polymerase it synthesizes polycystronic RNAs while as eukaryotic RNA polymerase it synthesizes monocystronic RNA. Thank you Hello dear learners I welcome you all to this third episode of the series transcription earlier we have talked about the transcription definition and compared it with replication we also discussed about the enzymes needed for transcription that is the rna polymerases <clears throat> now here in this episode we will talk about transcription unit and steps of transcription. Here, I will give you an overview of the process of transcription. Let me first introduce to you transcription unit. So, what is transcription unit? Transcription unit is the citrate of DNA that is transcribed into an RNA molecule that is the stretch of DNA, which codes for at least one gene that is monocistronic in case of eukaryotes, or is polycystronic usually in prokaryotes. So a transcription unit consists of a promoter, structural gene, and a terminator. So a stretch of DNA which has promoter, structural gene and the terminator is known as transcription unit. So, what are the functions of the components of transcription unit? First, we will talk about promoter. Promoter, it is the binding site for RNA polymerase for initiation of transcription. That is, transcription starts from the promoter and it is the site where RNA polymerase binds. Then structural gene. Structural gene, it codes for RNA transcript. Then terminator, it is the site at which transcription termination occurs. Now, let us come to the steps of transcription. To transcribe a gene or DNA, RNA polymerase proceeds through a series of three steps. These three steps are initiation, elongation, and termination. Let us first see the first step that is initiation. So, in initiation, what happens? RNA polymerase along with the sigma factor, that is the hollow enzyme, binds to the promoter site. So, a complex is formed which is composed of RNA polymerase with double strand DNA. This complex is known as closed promoter complex just after the binding of the RNA polymerase. Then, after binding, this complex undergoes a conformational change which is must for initiation. It causes the unwinding of DNA, creating a bubble known as transcription bubble. Thus, we say that closed promoter complex is changed into open promoter complex open because now the dna is unwound at the promoter and this unwinding is important to expose the strand of dna to act as a template now synthesis of rna-like dna replication takes place in five prime to three prime direction that is, new oligot- nucleotides are added to the three prime end of the growing chain. Also keep in mind that unlike replication, only one strand acts as a template, known as template strand and primer is not needed. As RNA polymerase binds the promoter in a specific orientation, the same strand is always transcribed from a given promoter. And yes, choice of the promoter determines which gene is to be transcribed, and this is one of the primary steps in gene regulation. Enzyme complex remains at promoter until a short stretch of RNA, that is around 9 to 10 nucleotides, are synthesized. The enzyme then clears the promoter, that is, it moves. Ahead, and enters the second phase, known as elongation phase, and enzyme releases the sigma factor, which is all which is the initiation factor needed to for binding, and finding a specific promoter. Now it is important here. Let's also talk to you about abortive initiation abort initiation is also known as abortive transcription this is an early process in transcription where rna polymerase binds to the dna promoter and synthesizes short mrna transcripts which are released which are released that is the enzyme fails to enter the elongation phase so enzyme goes back again binds to the promoter and again synthesizes synthesizes RNA chain until it uh, synthesizes 9 to 10 nucleotides, then it enters the uh, elongation phase. So in abortive transcription, we say it is an early process of transcription where RNA polymerase binds to a DNA promoter and synthesizes short mRNA transcripts which are released before the transcription complex clears the promoter. That is, the enzyme does not leave the promoter. This is known as abortive transcription or abortive initiation. Now, let us discuss elongation phase. So, once RNA polymerase clears the promoter, that is, it has synthesized a 9 to 10 nucleotide long RNA, it shifts to the elongation phase, releasing sigma factor. During the elongation phase, RNA RNA polymerase moves along the DNA and goes on covalently adding the ribonucleotides to the growing 3' end of RNA, transcript being synthesized. As RNA pol moves along the DNA, there is unwinding of DNA in the front and re-annealing behind, dissociating the growing RNA gene as it moves forward. Or we can see the transcription bubble moves along the direction of the RNA polymerase. This phase continues until the last base is added. Now let us discuss the third phase, termination. So once RNA polymerase has transcribed the whole length of the gene or genes, it must stop and release the RNA product and dissociate itself to from dna this step is termed as termination when the last base is added to the rna being transcribed transcription bubble collapses releasing rna product enzyme and dna duplex is reformed in some cells specific sequences trigger termination while as in others some factors like rho may be involved with signal termination so here we have discussed the steps of transcription first is the initiation where the rna polymerase binds to the promoter then it shifts to the elongation phase and the transcription bubble moves along the rna polymerase and uh, till it the last base is added where there is collapse of transcription bubble, RNA transcript is released, and RNA polymerase is released, and DNA duplexes reformed. This was an overview of transcription. Thank you. Hello, dear learners. I welcome you all to this episode 4 of Transcription. Yes, in this episode we will be discussing about the promoter. Can you tell me what is a promoter? Yes, you are right. The promoter is the sequence to which RNA polymerase binds. It is situated ahead of the gene to be transcribed and start site is the site where from transcription begins that is here where the first base of RNA transcript to be made is located now let me tell you about upstream and downstream elements So, the bases or sequences located to the left of the start site are referred to as upstream bases or elements and are assigned negative value. So, the first base to the left of the start site is assigned minus 1, second minus 2, third minus 3, and so on. The bases to the right of the start site are called as downstream bases or downstream elements. And these bases are assigned positive value and positive value goes on increasing as we move to the right. Remember, the start site or the first base to be transcribed is assigned plus one. Yes, Abdullah, can you tell me which base is assigned zero value? Remember, none of the bases is assigned value zero. The first base is assigned plus one. The base to the left of this first base is minus one. None of the bases is assigned zero value. So we have values either positive or negative Negative means to the left of the start site and positive plus one means the start site plus two and plus three and so on most often the first base to be transcribed is a purine and almost 90 percent is a but sometimes it is g And often, there are cytosine and thymine bases on either side of starting nucleotide. So we have CAT, A is the first base to be transcribed, or we have CGT, where G is the first base to be transcribed. Now let us discuss about the bacterial promoter. In bacteria, different types of promoters are found and each promoter is recognized by different sigma factor. The promoter recognized by sigma 70 is the most common type of promoter found in E. coli. So we will discuss sigma 70 promoter. So this promoter consists of sequence ranging from 40 to 60 base pairs and it has following characteristics. There are two conserved sequences, each of six nucleotide long. These two conserved elements are positioned 10 bases and 35 bases upstream of the start site. So you all should know that these elements will be assigned negative value or the minus. So these sequences are referred to as minus 35 and minus 10 elements. And these two are separated by a stretch of 17 to 19 nucleotides. So first, let us discuss minus 10 element. The consensus sequence, that is the sequence which is derived by comparing many different promoters of minus 10 element is TATAT. So this is AT rich. It is commonly referred to as TATA box also known as Pribnow box as it was first recognized by Pribnow in 1975. The first two bases that is TA and the last base that is thymine are highly conserved. And this hexamer, it is separated by five to eight bases from the transcription start site, which you remember is assigned the value of, yes, plus one. Now let us discuss minus 35 element. So this conserved element, again a hexamer known as minus 35 element, has a conserved sequence, has a conserved consensus sequence of T T G A C A. This sequence is also conserved, and the first three positions that is T, T G, are most conserved. So you remember the distance between minus 35 and minus 10 elements is around 17 to 19 bases. And here the point to be remembered is this intervening sequence is not important but the distance matters most for holding minus 35 and minus 10 elements that is the sequence of these intervening sequences is not important but the distance is most important for holding minus 35 and minus 10 elements at the correct site of RNA ball. Now let us discuss the role of minus 35 and minus 10 elements. So minus 35 sequence constitutes the recognition region, which enhances recognition and interaction with RNA polymerase sigma factor. The minus 10 region, which is AT-rich, is important for melting of DNA, converting closed promoter complex to open promoter complex. Can anyone tell me? Why is this minus 10 region AT rich? Yes, you are right. It is AT rich because it is easier to melt as there are only two hydrogen bonds between A and T as compared to three hydrogen bonds between CG. The melting of DNA is spontaneous, that is, no energy is required but it occurs due to the conformational changes in the enzyme and the melting of DNA at this minus 10 region is irreversible and once complete it guarantees transcription will initiate. Now it is also important to discuss here strong and weak promoters. So what are strong promoters? those promoters that are expressed frequently and the base sequence of strong promoters correspond closely to the consensus sequence of promoter elements that is they show no or very little variation when compared to the consensus sequence and these strong promoters they show high affinity for RNA polymerase. Now, weak promoters, yes, your thinking is right. Weak promoters are those promoters that are less often expressed. They, of course, show less affinity for RNA polymerase. And these, these show large variations in their sequences when compared to the consensus sequence. Thank you. Dear learners, I welcome you all to this episode five of the series transcription. And in this episode, we will discuss about termination. So, at termination, what happens? The transcription is complete, and RNA ball. RNA transcript and DNA duplex is reformed. So, after initiation, when RNA polymer enters the elongation phase, it remains bound to DNA and continues transcription until it reaches a stop signal, which is at the end of the transcription unit. At this point, transcription stops. The transcription bubble collapses, releasing the RNA transcript, RNA polymerase, and DNA duplex is reformed. So let us discuss termination in E. coli. In E. coli, two types of terminations have been recognized. First one, rho independent, where no factor is needed. And this is also known as intrinsic termination. The second type, rho dependent, which needs a factor known as rho for termination. And this is also known as extrinsic termination. Let us first talk about intrinsic termination. This is known as intrinsic termination because no factor or protein is involved. The most common termination signal is GC that is palindrome region followed by an ATD rich sequence in the transcription unit. So The RNA transcribed from this region is self-complementary. So base pairs internally to form a hairpin, which is rich in GC. And this is followed by uridine residues. So what does the hairpin do? Yes. It will slow termination. It will slow down the transcription giving chance for termination and the stretch of uridines it destabilizes the dna-rna hybrid finally breaking the complex now let's talk about extrinsic termination this type of termination is also known as root dependent termination and Extrinsic terminators have an ill-defined sequence known as root site. And this site needs rho factor for termination. And this rho, it is a hexameric protein which, with ATPase activity. Thus, it uses energy derived from ATP hydrolysis and induces termination. So, we have discussed two types of terminations, rho-independent and row dependent Now, let us talk about transcription in prokaryotes versus eukaryotes. In prokaryotes, transcription takes place in cytoplasm since there is no compartmentalization of the cell, while as in eukaryotes, it takes place in nucleus. In prokaryotes, as we have discussed, single RNA polymerase is involved. But in eukaryotes, we have at least three different RNA polymerases which synthesize different RNA products. In prokaryotes, no processing of mRNA is needed. Their translation and transcription, they can be coupled. But in eukaryotes, there is first processing of pre-mRNA to change it into... Mature mRNA, which is then translated. If we talk about the initiation factors in prokaryotes, only one initiation factor that is sigma is needed, while as in eukaryotes, several different initiation factors are needed, which are known as general transcription factors. Prokaryotes often the mRNA is produced, they are polycystronic while as in eukaryotes, mostly the monocystronic mRNAs are produced. At the end, it is important to discuss some of the transcription inhibitors, some of which are used as antibiotics. So, one of the antibiotics used again is tuberculosis is rifampicin or rifamycin. So, This is effective again is the prokaryotes. It binds to the beta subunit of the RNA polymerase and inhibits chain initiation. Again, cordycepin. Again, it affects prokaryotes and inhibits chain elongation. Then we have some intercalating agents like actinomycin D, ethidium bromide, or acridine orange. They are effective against both prokaryotes and eukaryotes, and they inhibit RNA polymerization. Heparin, effective against prokaryotes, and this inhibits transcription in vitro. alpha you all must be remembering we discussed it in RNA polymerases. It is a poison produced by the genus Amanita, some fungi. 8-amino acid long. It is effective against eukaryotes. It is one of the deadliest poisons known. And it is most effective against RNA-Pol 2 followed by RNA-Pol 3. Yes, it is not effective against RNA-Pol 1. Then we have anthracycline like doxorubicin or doxomycin they are effective against both prokaryotes and eukaryotes again these are the intercalating agents and affect RNA polymerization so here we have first discussed about termination the two types of terminations row dependent and row independent then we discussed or we compare transcription in prokaryotes versus the eukaryotes and then at the end we discussed about some of the inhibitors against RNA transcription, some of which are used or effective antibiotics like rifampicin against microbacterium tuberculosis. Thank you.